0: Here we are. This is us. Hello. And I kind of feel like when we strap in for this episode, which is episode 178 mm-hmm. of Movie Schmovie, by the way, hosted by me, John, and... Ron. And nope. Steve. Old. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no other syllable. By John, old, Ronald, and Steve old. Oh, yeah. Um, but this is our... I don't know how many of these we've done. Is this our third or fourth or fifth? Which is it? But it's it's by Humbug. Yeah, that, that sounds good. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with the fourth because okay. it's in the middle. But it's, uh, it's that episode where we look at the last year of movies and we, we try to celebrate the holiday by, by putting a little bit of that Scrooge vibe out into the atmosphere, by, yeah. by just talking about the things that really annoyed us over the last year that were related to movies or, or mass media, at least. How did everyone feel that this year panned out in terms of uh, in terms of your, your filmed entertainment? Pretty solid. Sucky summer. Sucky summer. You know, I I never can really gauge that. I would have to actually look at a list. My feeling is a lot of summers feel like they're shitty when you're mm. in the middle of them. Right, yeah, right. But I do think this summer felt kind of lacking, especially a, a particularly big. Like, but what was the biggest movie of the summer? What was it? I'm just not thinking of it. I guess it was early in the summer. Know. Civil War was the was That's the big one. Yeah, yeah, that and that was so early. That was like May first, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. See, yeah, lucky summer. <laughs> I, you can't even recall one. What about you, Steve? What do you think uh, when you look back on the year? In movies, I think it's finished I
1: think it's finishing strong. Yeah, um, I, I would agree that like the summer kind of felt disappointing to me. Even that like kind of late spring when you kind of get some of those surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like again a couple movies earlier in the year that I thought were pretty good, but it's been until like the fall that I've really kind of come around, which is kind of the case. But usually you have some of those gems of summer kind of experiences where like even some of the blockbusters that we saw were kind of like big letdowns this year Um, not that you're always hoping a blockbuster is going to be like super
0: satisfying but at least maybe entertaining that's what summer is for though at least big expensive movies that are very satisfying and I I, I guess Suicide Squad was one that kind of let us down yeah the X-Men sequel let
1: let, let, let down Um, you know Tim Burton's big I I actually kind of liked the peculiar peculiar children a little bit more than I thought I would Mm the what oh, is it called? Like Miss Peregrine. Yeah, Miss Peregrine. Yeah. School for Peculiar yeah, Children. Yeah, yeah. Is that, was, I, was I that a tongue okay. twister of a title? Miss
0: Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Right, there you <laughs> go. Yeah.
1: Although I do not like the lead actor. Side note, I can't stand that kid. What's that guy's name? Asa Butterfield? Yeah, yeah. You don't like him? What the f- Yeah. Why don't you like him? I don't know. Like, I just don't like him. I saw also saw him in a movie called The Space Between Us, or The Space Between, yeah. like recently- I just can't stand that. Kid. I
2: can't tell if what he's doing is acting or it's just like it's <laughs> being kind of a spaz about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. No. It's. Uh,
1: yeah. But. But yeah, it just felt like that. I, I'm just basically in essence agreeing mm-hmm. with you guys. Like there was a overall feeling of like I don't think that summer really left me with too many bright spots. Yeah. Like even of the big movies that I feel like we're not going to be like. Those are game changer movies, but it's like, fucking entertaining. Like I don't know that I really
0: had a lot of that this summer. Yeah. Um, it could be that we're just seeing so many movies that it's hard to remember oftentimes like just a couple of months later, so. like what you were excited about before, but there's yeah. this ephemeral nature to it. There's this cycle of hype, and you get excited for something, and then it comes out, and it, even if it's great, you sort of get past it pretty quick. Yeah which is maybe why like a new Star Wars film or something like that feels like reliable because yeah. you feel like maybe it's worth thinking about a few weeks in advance and seeing a few times but who knows you know so th- there is like a risk inherent in all those tentpole movies and if they keep putting them out kind of so close to each other maybe that's part of what changes is you don't have that sense of like i remember after seeing Doctor Strange Henry and I both were like Let's go back and see that some afternoon. Let's yeah. just catch a matinee of yeah. it. And at this point, I, there's no way I'm fitting that in. You yeah. know, there's too many things that right. have come out exactly. since then that I want to yeah. see. So I, I just feel like that's one thing I've noticed is there's whether it's the movies themselves or just my schedule, I'm not <laughs> I'm not as likely to go back and see a movie even if I really enjoy it yeah. lately. So very true. That can be a sign of a of a, like a like less what, than inspiring year.
1: What I remember from this summer
0: Jungle Book surprised me. Oh, that's yeah, a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, that so I it was from the spring, right? Wasn't that early too? That was was early. it early? No, yeah. oh, I thought it was in the summer. But Pete's Dragon was summer.
1: Pete's Dragon, mm-hmm. Dory, I liked. Yeah.
0: Um, oh Star yeah. Star Trek yeah. Beyond. Yeah. Star, Star Trek Channel. was really. Yeah, good. I
1: mean, just not. But not a lot though. I mean, like I'm I struggling know. to think. Yeah, of like around.
0: finding Dory was was solid, so, solid Pixar, but not really earth shattering Pixar. Yeah. And I think that Star Trek Beyond was kind of like that. It was a really solid little fun sci-fi movie. You know, it was a good yeah. a good like Star Trek yarn, but it didn't feel like it tried to reinvent anything. I mean, I kind of give it credit for just being a, a solid action movie, but it also didn't go beyond that. So, yeah. uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. they no, are not.
2: I'm It'd not be really sorry. <clears throat> uh, I re- so, today's episode is
0: about... It's it's the bottom. Hum- well, Hump we're kind of getting negative here already. Oh, but- yeah, I... I I realize that this is that time of the year where every episode is a little bit of an event. We have this, and then we're at the end of the year. And Mm -hmm. then we start gearing up towards our best movies of the year episode. I think this year we're going to have another episode in between. We're going to do best television shows of the year. We're going to do a TV shmeavy early in January. And then we get back to worst movies. Yeah. Of 2016. So it kind of feels like there's a little burst of negativity, and then we a couple episodes later we have another burst With of negativity. Bookends, yeah. We so we're not going to get too specific about specific movies in this episode, because when we talk about the worst films of 2016, we'll get more specific about individual movies. But this is more just things that bugged you. I know mm-hmm. the first year uh, we did this, I was really mad at like people talking at movie theaters uh, right, behind right. me. I feel like people haven't had as many bad movie theater experiences Recently, I always no, try to think of something really that has to do sure. with going to the movies, and I, lately I haven't had like a memorable experience <laughs> in the movies. I think the last one was with you at the uh, the cop movie. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I flipped out on that. Oh, this was <laughs> right.
1: last year though. <laughs> that, that what, yeah, I think that was probably the last like really escalated one during a movie. Oh, oh. no, 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 no. Probably me at all. Uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy crinkling his food. That actually was probably the last one. That and you were the last ones. What was that movie called? Kate, Beckins- uh, Kate uh, Winslet. Yeah, that. She would tell. don't remember
2: the name of that movie. I remember. Uh, Fake I Sicario is what I call it. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I keep want to say like, see like, it. like District Nine, but it's not. It's not. It's like a name like that though. Yeah. Anyway, so many stars in that movie. We it's are not right. an authority on anything no, on this no, show, are no. we? we <laughs> do not research stuff <laughs> unless I have internet on my phone right now. Yeah, right.
0: The last um, episode we did, you don't know how many Wikipedia tabs I had open so that I could sorry. have all these facts, and I don't think I right, you know, right. What? Yeah, it, it's more about feeling. Triple, triple, triple nine, triple nine, was district nine, nine. I was close, yeah. like you two, were two so words close.
1: nine. I got <laughs> you were really close.
2: Thank you. Um, I guess I can. I'll you do my sure. Go ahead, man. I feel like at this point we're in like a world market, right? I feel like at this point smaller market movies, like indie movies should be easier to see, man. Like so Moonlight came out um and I wanted to see it. I had to go to the next fucking planet. Really? To see this movie, man. It's wow. it's so annoying that at this point in time that there's still some difficulty to see I don't know, I guess what you call art house movies. I understand that like every movie isn't going to get mass right. distribution, but it is so hard to see a movie like, say, a Moonlight or a lesser-known movie, It's or Loving. I think like Loving was hard to see. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to go see that in the movies. I had to travel an hour to see a movie that I shouldn't have had to travel so far to see. So I guess my complaint is... Smaller movies being super hard to see.
1: Is it, is it, do you think the solution is like the quicker window to VOD or, I mean, because like, is it is it that you're not able to see them when <laughs> we're talking about digital? We're
2: talking about digital films at this point. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I know. I'm just, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm just curious on like yeah, what your we'll, humbug we'll is. Be the like, is, it, is. Well, not just a solution, but like, is it that your issue is that you don't want to wait for it to open here, which it did eventually? Yeah, eventually. You want to like be able to see it. Like when it's a part of this like swell yeah, of like there's, you've there's, hear you're hearing all this absolutely. stuff about it.
2: I guess I guess because I don't live in New York. Right. Or LA or Chicago. Right. It takes a little longer to see these movies. And okay. I, I hate to look at a movie and it says started three months ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and you gotta right. wait two more to see it in D C or Baltimore. And well, it, a lot of times
0: there'll be the, like this token release before the end of the year, so that it can be up for award consideration. Right. And then when you will really see the film, will be when it goes into wide release after it gets some like, nominations on, or man. whatever. Like, but no, I know what you mean. There's all these indie films that you hear about, and and you hear about them at festivals, and yeah. you're excited when they finally get released, and then you look and you go, "Oh, it's not in my town." Ever. And Baltimore Sometimes. is it's it's on the cusp, yeah, yeah. but it's definitely not a select city. You know, it's like no. second or third no. tier. No. So yeah, sometimes by the time a movie comes out here, you do sort of get this sense that it's been processed by the culture at large right. already. But right. So I have to be in LA or New York or Chicago to see these you movies. You could just move. So you're you're your status as not living in a select city. <laughs> yes.
2: Essentially, it's so frustrating. Because I'll hear about a movie, they're like, oh, this movie is showing up in some New York and LA theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck do I
0: have to do? So I have to just go to New York and see a movie? Don't they know you have a podcast? Don't they know? That's what I always want to say. It's like, but don't you know I have a podcast? (laughs) I could talk about this film. I'd like to talk about it while it's still in in theaters. Right, right. Our listeners, what are they going to do? Right. But, I mean, I'd like to talk about a movie prior to it. Imagine how sad it is for our listeners. in if we I'm sure we have them in New York and right. L.A. All those industry centers are they're focused just like, on us. Man. And they're like, oh, now that movie's gone from the theater already. Right. It was here a month ago. Why didn't I go see it? The main it? authority on movies. How do they feel about Moonlight? <laughs> right. How do they feel about this?
2: It pisses me off. So,
0: No, I know what you mean. I feel that way, especially when this year we were talking about that kind of dearth of... of Tentpole films that were really satisfying, mm-hmm. and I started getting more excited about these indie films and smaller movies. And yeah. through the fall, it's just been one—it's been one disappointment after another as far as thinking, "Oh, cool, that movie's coming out," and then realizing, "Oh, wait, no." Mm-hmm. We'll, remember where you live.
2: I just remember talking to you guys,
0: and I saw Moonlight like
2: pretty early, mm-hmm. but I had to drive. <laughs> I had to drive pretty far. Yeah. Um, the ArcLight movie theater in I was like near Bethesda. Yeah. Um, beautiful theater, nice nice setup, but. It is a ways away, and if, you know, you have a life, <laughs> you know it's a little hard to get to those sure. places. So, that's my complaint. I, I think that it should be, they encourage people to see movies, <clears throat> why can't these movies be accessible to people?
0: Yeah.
2: Especially ones with messages like this, so.
0: Well, like, also, yeah, there would be, it would, I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of reasons why they can't do, like, yeah. simultaneous worldwide release, but it does seem Money. like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They
1: have to make money yeah.
0: in New York and L.A. to be able it. to put your movie it, in the theater in Goddamn, man. I, damn, I feel It you. sucks, man. Steve, you're suggesting that the whole movie business is geared around making money and not around yeah. just making sure I that know we you're see not ready for that, the but... movies that we want to see when we want to see them. Right. So it's not for the love of the game? like <laughs> <it's> not... <laughs> Just do a movie for nothing? Oddly you enough, nothing. Ronald, the film, For Love of the Game, was not made for Love of the Game. <laughs> oh,
2: man. Damn it. That's pretty disappointing.
0: disappointing. Right? It is disappointing. I'll I'll kick off one of my bah humbugs. Bah humbug in 2016 to, this this one's a little bit, you know, sometimes with these, you you have a hard time figuring out how to encapsulate what you're trying to say in just one phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked a lot about remakes on this show before, and we've talked a lot about like existing properties and all that kind of stuff. But there's something different. It's not quite the movie side of it. It's just the general cultural. I I I put it down as regurgitation culture. Mm. There's this, you know. It's like I lump a lot of things in together under this one. It's it's like all the fan theories that are trying to connect every Pixar film. Yeah. All the memes. Sometimes I get sort of suffocated on memes, and yeah. like this year, the worst. And I guess if I'm gonna if I'm gonna Baham bug a specific type of of like meme culture, that's bugging me. <laughs> Whenever a famous person dies, a beloved famous person dies, people put out these memes that they're hanging out in heaven with the other famous people that have died recently. I love those. I hate that. I hate the suggestion that, well, Alan Rickman is attending a great concert by Prince and Bowie right now. Yeah. I hate that shit so much. It seems like it would really bug me if I was one of those people's like friend or family member to see them used yeah. in this way that's just like taking them from being a human being and turning <laughs> them into this like a silly little icon especially if you then are going to photoshop a bunch of them into one thing or something yeah. but no this notion that because they're dead they're, they're all up there i've always hated that notion anyway yeah. of like man you know the the jam session going on up in heaven just got that much cooler i, I hate that notion yeah. that like janice yeah. joplin and Jimi hendrix were just, have just welcomed david bowie to the band it drives me nuts. Yeah. I don't know if people actually believe that's what's happening, but it, it drives me crazy. How and the do memes, feel? like, you know, it, it all it's like a couple days after a celebrity dies. Yes. Then you can then here come the shitty memes. Yep. Here come the shitty memes showing them Gene Wilder and David Bowie are partying in heaven. It's like I don't know that those two guys would have partied <laughs> together. How do you feel about the one that
2: has Alan Rickman, Prince, and Harambe? <laughs> <laughs> the best one
0: <laughs> I feel like the Harumbe thing I, I, Harambe. I feel like that one got past me I knew the story I followed it I developed so feelings about it and so then funny. I couldn't believe like I didn't know that it had lived this other life on, on Twitter and Rip social Harambe, media man. yeah it's a pretty big the di- yeah,
2: sh- those are so I mean I
0: get it and sometimes it is kind of diverting and it's fun to make a little point or joke mm-hmm. about it, but I don't like the sort of automatic response, here it comes. Okay. And this year right. every time someone would die, a-, a friend of mine knew this bugged me and he would find those memes yeah. and send them to me where it's like, Look look at look at this <laughs>
2: Prince of Tupac are in heaven right now. <sighs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, like, I'm not sure they would have gotten along, right? I, you know, it's, they it's might have. Super
2: but, weird that they do that, man. Yeah,
0: and I don't know. I don't know that any of these people ascribe to that notion of heaven anyway. So this picture right. of like Alan Rickman and Prince and David Bowie, are, they all have like um, harps and they're sitting on clouds with little wings right now, and they're walking on streets of gold and they're singing, they're jamming together. They're going to the jam session at Janis Joplin's house, <laughs> Ronald, because that's what happens in heaven. Celebrities who never would have talked to each other, they're all hanging out, jamming, partying. Yep that's really bad yeah. I like that I, so, like, yeah.
2: I like that you picked that thing that you did not like <laughs> cool
1: my first Bahumbug Humbug is uh, something that culminated when I recently saw a film entitled Bad Santa 2 oh Jesus um, and basically it's like just this feeling of <clears throat> I mean in general like John trying to put it like a one little zinger on it it's like comedy sequels yeah if the movie's older than a decade so it kinda of like you're you're talking you're you're invoking the Zoolander rule. Zoolander? Mm. Anchorman. Oof. Barely a decade, nine years. Yeah, I'm gonna round it up. Dumb and Dumber 2. And now Bad Santa too. There's probably some I'm missing. But Oof. those ones and it and we talked about it after seeing Bad Santa too. I like I, I, I just can't get my head around like the relevance of the what worked a decade ago, mm-hmm. still working when they're not like a franchise. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, something like Transformers, which you always bring up, like, that's going on. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's been around for decades. You know, like, they're building something, they have something there. It's like, where is the logic between like making a bad Santa sequel? Like, I'm not saying I ever looked for that. Right, right. I'm not saying I looked for a Zoolander sequel, mm-hmm. really, an Anchorman se- personally. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I went and saw them obviously because I fucking hated them all. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it just really bothers me because it does feel like it. I feel like it's in some way tarnishing it to me. Yeah. Is, yeah. And like, I I kind of was denying that. So I was denying that when I saw Anchorman. And then I accepted it when I saw Zoolander. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just pissed about it when I saw Bad Santa. Now it just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. It sounds like Across a horrible idea. Yeah. And like thinking that Dumb and Dumber took 20 years for that to happen. And it is painful to watch. Yeah. It's really bad. It is. Nothing is funny in that movie. No. Like even the characters that you love in Dumb and Dumber, they, they don't fit into the world. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't find a way to make them fit into the world that that movie comes out in now. Yeah. And even, like, retreading the jokes, retreading the character, like, little one-liners or quips that they have that make you love them. Yeah. It's, like, eight out of ten times it does not work yeah. in these movies. And the two times it does really don't even measure up to me. Like, there's one part of Bad Santa 2 that you, Aaron, and myself, like, were laughing loudly about. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing in an entire hour and 40-minute movie. Yeah. You know, and the movie bombs. All these movies that I just mentioned bombed, mm-hmm. and like, I don't. E- I just like I can't imagine how, like the people that thought it made sense. Like, it's interesting because we always have these comments about remakes, reboots, whatever. But like these things are a different beast. Mm-hmm. This is a different monster that exists in this Hollywood system. That it's just like, when are they stopping? Yeah, because the comedy sequels that happen is a whole different conversation. You know, like the fact that they're building a franchise out of Pitch Perfect. You know, or they're building a franchise now to Bad Moms. You know, like they're, they're gonna do this. But there's something to be said for at least like sort of trying to strike when yeah. it's relevant, yeah. it's hot, it's remember. You know, people remember it, yeah. and you're not losing like generation that actually identified with your movie to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't honestly say watching. I don't know. Like I don't even remember really laughing watching Zoolander Two.
2: Mm.
1: I felt so awkward watching Zoolander Two, yeah. and just seeing Bad Santa Two, thinking about how now. Going on three years in a row, four years in a row, there's been that movie that's come out every year that's that comedy sequel of a movie that's a decade
0: old. Yeah. I don't understand it. And it and, needs to stop. And a lot of these are are films that didn't do great the first time and grew exactly. a, cult a on point. home video.
1: That's a good point. So the
0: possibility is there that someone in the future might watch Anchorman and then watch Anchorman 2 and right. not feel this distaste because they didn't wait nine years. Yeah, yeah. But right. Anchorman, for me, I don't, I, it's, it's like you're introducing this notion of the tarnishing, and I, haven't, I have not gotten into that acceptance mode yet that Anchorman 2 tarnishes the first one yet. I, okay. haven't, I haven't thought of it that way. Okay. But you're, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling what you're saying, and it's like yeah. knowing that it exists, knowing that they came back and they had really nothing when they came back. That's what bugged me when I yeah. saw that film, and I feel like with Zoolander 2 it was the same thing. Yeah. They, they came back and, and they had really no reason to come back. Except that somebody decided somewhere on a list of properties that might be profitable. Well, we made more on Zoolander than we did these other n- properties. We had like the name yeah. Zoolander yeah. on some ledger somewhere. It represented some profit because sure. of syndication or whatever, yeah. or just we could do more. Or as a favor to Ben Stiller, right? You know, True. whatever it is. These movies get made, and they usually get made with a certain amount of budget and a certain amount of push, and sometimes even like a certain amount of stature that the original didn't have because they're thinking maybe they can pump it into something. I don't know. It's interesting. It's like comedies don't have that tentpole thing, that action movie thing that of like, here is the saga that you want to see the next chapter in necessarily. So it doesn't have the, like that immediate draw. Right. And Mm -hmm. some things are just not going to draw you back. Some things are, I mean, that's, that's so curious to me, but it is bizarre that so many of them are so bad. Like the comedy sequel really should be sort of shot down almost just as a concept because it, 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 when has it worked?
2: You know the problem is there's yeah. no there's no safeguard. Like I know
0: I know there was an example of something that supposedly worked, but I can't remember what it was. What was it? I know there was one comedy uh, sequel that everyone was saying best comedy sequel ever. Recently, recently? I feel like maybe you know, uh, recently to me, which might mean in the last five years. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking five. Yeah, but there there aren't the same
2: safeguards for sequels that there are for like like uh, I mean obviously Disney's not the same, but like there's a safeguard that there's a standard of quality that at least you'll come out being like okay that's that was tolerable Mm -hmm. but they don't have that necessarily when it comes to sequels they they just try to recreate the moments and i think that what should happen is you should have good comedic writers of the day of the time that (laughs) the new one's coming out that kind of vet through these jokes and say okay so this this needs a polish that's
1: what i mean like it just this like a... you can't have the fairly brothers writing comedy bits like oh. in a co- in like this landscape i don't know oh. like that's just my opinion No, i agree no. like something just felt the... so weird about watching dumb and dumber too Humor but they also had changed. nothing back to what i was saying yeah, they do you're it's right like, it, yeah. it didn't
0: feel like the fairly brothers reached inside themselves and found something no. that that oh we've got a reason to come back mm-hmm. and do this thing that's the reason you should make a sequel you have a reason to now, they're, and making, just, they're making they're making Step Brothers too right now.
1: I was going to say Step Brothers too, and I'm, I'm hearing Wedding Crashers too, which oh, I'm just like that's a point, potential too. No, 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 great, no, but fuck it, it. Gonna be... no, don't do it. Yeah, just stop. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm the guy that's like, yeah, give me more if I liked it. But like, it, this is a turning point mm-hmm. in like this comedy okay. world, like where I you never mentioned like with Anchorman. Like I, I was denying the fact like that I feel like it tarnished it. Yeah. But then again, to repeat myself, when I saw Zoolander. I was like, okay, now this is I'm experiencing this right yeah, now. This is yeah. a tarnishing, and with this and with this movie that we just saw with Bad Santa, like not that I revere and and feel like Bad Santa one is like a gem, but I do like that movie and I find it really funny. Yeah. And this is not that. And I'm just like this is like this is bad. Like what is happening? And that speaks to also just like the value and the quality of like comedy that's coming out in movies. Anyway, yeah. like this is what they're going to <laughs> to put a comedy in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. They're going to a ten year old, a nine year old, a fifty, a twenty year old comedy, yeah. and Dumb and Dumber of all of them is like a classic. Like it's like yeah. people. I mean, yeah, like yeah. personally, like that's up there for me. It's a great movie. You know, and it's like one of my all time favorite comedies, and it's like I don't know, I don't, I don't understand it. It just it bothers me a lot, and at this point, I'm just like, like what you're. Let somebody who has a voice now give me a new comedy yeah. that is unique, original, and something new that we can just go off of. Like, what have been why? the recent great exactly. comedies? Uh, what I don't know. Damn
2: it! There's not. There aren't many,
1: especially especially broad comedy. Like yeah. like I'm I'm talking like that kind of. I mean like you guys really like the that Don't Think Twice film. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was I mean good. like, but I'm talking I didn't like see that one yet. Oh, yeah, well, so. maybe just you, Ron. Sorry. Like just. I don't know, like that mainstream comedy, like I'm talking, like the super bads, the yeah. you
0: know, like um. I mean, I'm looking at my my list of movies from the year that I've already started ordering for for. The, I'm sure you guys have yeah, as absolutely. well. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's not a single comedy in like the first fifteen movies exactly, and I usually try to do some kind of. Uh, equal opportunity distribution yeah. when it comes to well, genres, yeah.
2: Don't think twice is. Uh, I need. I need to might see. Might be it. on a list. I, ne- I need to for see.
0: A lot of the but movies yeah, I love right. have comedic elements. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think that what takes the place of comedy for me is the sort of light, uh, uh, family sort of adventure film or like I mean I think like the Marvel films or the Star Wars films those usually have big laughs in them you know I think a movie like Hunt for the Wilder People had a lot of humor in it and yeah. a lot of mixed with the heart they're usually usually in the indie movies that I seek out there will usually be a certain amount of humor a uh, movie we mentioned last time uh, The Handmaiden has alert, a lot of sort of dark humor in yeah. it mixed in with other things but it's like as far yeah. as a movie that just carries the day on jokes and like comedic spirit uh, oh what's the name the
2: uh
0: Swiss King Army Hill. Man oh
2: Oh, uh, uh, that's Keanu. Well,
0: yeah, that's one of the only ones I could think. As of. As far as being a flat-out comedy, yeah. that I would watch again. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's really that's, that's of, rare. Yeah, um, it's just weird. But like it's, I, bad. It's, it's bad. It's bad. It's a bad sign. And like, it really. Maybe we should be looking right now. That should be our mission right now. Is like to let's try to find those. Like as as movies are coming out in yeah in the future, let's try to look for like what's the where's the bold like new comic like voice? Legi-
1: yeah, like legitimate comedy like that's coming
0: out. That's, Not something yeah. associated with or produced by right. anyone who's ever worked with Vince Vaughn. Right, right. You know. I mean, that's, and, nothing. saying nothing against Vince Right.
1: Yeah. Like I'm just very like I want that thing badly. Like I you know, comedy has always been like a, a, a favorite genre to go to like in a at any moment cuz it's mm-hmm. just it's great just to watch a really good comedy. Like it'll comes on, you can always leave it on. It can be background though. You know, it's just like you you have those moments and those things that you just like hang on to and love and put so much like emotion into laughing at, you know, mm-hmm. certain scenes you could quote from any generation of where we are mm-hmm. right now. But it's just so weird to think about that and, like, to pose that question of, like, you know, we're struggling to think of Hianu. Yeah. You know, like, in the past five years, like, give me ten great mm-hmm. comedies that aren't, like, genre, like, you know, like, what we do in the shadows comes to mind. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's not a broad,
0: mainstream, wide-release movie. It's, I, I It's not, but I would say that's a movie I was looking for a minute ago when I said, what are the recent great comedies? Right. That, and, that is a movie that definitely... John like identifies as a comedy and was legitimately great. I agree with you. I but I'm but I'm
1: challenging it to be the broad no, I know mainstream I know, comedy. Yeah. That's the
0: one that comes to my yeah.
1: mind is that film, but theatrically like you know like the big comedies like this year, like Sausage Party like every year that whatever that Seth Rogen movie that comes out and there's nothing mm-hmm. against him cuz like he's putting stuff out that is a lot of people find funny and that are doing well mm-hmm. but like i just it's crazy to me that in the last 4 years there has been that movie that's come out that i'm that i'm bah right matt right now of like why go back to that decade old well yeah. when it's it's you know like no like leave it alone i don't feel like those sequels work with the comedies other genres it's a, it's a gem you know you can yeah. pump out these sequels and they may still not be great but like they're not they're you don't I don't feel like they're impeding
0: on like that original now that I've acknowledged like it it's it's not good. I'm trying to think of a standard of like what movie should be turned into a sequel now. And I almost think that don't do a sequel if you didn't think you were going to do a sequel. Like even though I'm tired of all these franchises uh where they put out a movie and then they announce it's the first in a six part series or something like that. I always hate I mean I'm starting to hate that. That mm-hmm. could almost be a bah humbug for me, the notion of these pre planned franchises. But it almost seems like yeah. all the movies you just mentioned are movies where they didn't think they were gonna do no. a sequel. But if you are making a movie and you're thinking like, oh we got some good shit planned for the sequel, maybe, maybe you can get away with doing a sequel. Do
1: you is, know what is I mean? Is there any truth I, I was thinking about this. I'm thinking about like the criteria is like when these respective the four that I've mentioned like have come out, have any of the stars of them Been relevant and/or had box office success in the years prior to them coming out
0: to the sequel
1: coming out. Yes, I would say
0: that. I think the exception is maybe Will Ferrell. Yeah, but the rule is the answer is no. I think that you're looking at people that have a period of relevance that whether they're still capable of greatness because I'll always believe Ben Stiller is capable sure. of greatness. Sure, I'm not questioning that. I'll always that. believe, you know, frankly, Billy Bob Thornton, I'll always believe he can turn in a performance that's going to blow me away too. You know, he has okay. been a long time, but there's a, like, when he was on Fargo, it was like, okay, damn, he's great in this. I believe that, but Bad Santa did not seem like a good idea, you know? No. And, and for Will Ferrell, it's weird. He's done so many films that have cashed in on his persona. It's hard to really judge his trajectory, because it seems like he's just one perfect casting perfect project away from having another kind of hit mm-hmm. but as far as do we sort of know what his comic moves are i would say yes like so in other words i don't think any of those stars were not in a way on the decline from their greatest period of relevance when they made that sequel right. i it's, mean it definitely just, it's, like that's, jim Carrey and jeff daniels aren't even like comedians necessarily exactly. anymore you know so they yeah. came back to do something fun.
1: i just think that there's like some there's some consistency there that like it's like you really haven't had a hit in a while, Ben. Go or, back or, to the go back to what, the name brand thing. What, what's the thing? Yeah. Oh, definitely Zoolander, Blue yeah. Steel, Magnum. Do it. Yeah. And it's just like people and, love and it. And even Owen's, Owen yeah. Wilson, you can lump him in with it. You know? Oh, he totally is. Yeah. And it just sucks because like that's you right. know those movies, the originals or like the, the the source is pretty great in most cases. So yeah,
0: long cool. long so Bahambug. Bah- that's it. Ba- Bahambug. Yeah. Bahambug. Bah- <laughs> Unnecessary comedy sequels. Yes. Um. Ronald. I don't know about you but my blood sugar is a little bit low after all this negativity. Yeah, yeah. What's it's, in this? What's in this bag? <laughs> He's not picking uh, it up.
1: He's like, "Yeah, your yeah, mine is too." Is that-
2: It's It's
1: uh hear you almost that. It's some
2: pound cake snack okay. go <laughs> untouched. little cupcakes. So it's like pound cake cupcake, mm. little mini cupcakes mm. for you guys. Uh the yellow ones are lemon, the darker ones I think are chocolate. So mm. One this Is really there nice. a lemon chocolate? I, oh shit! <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> um, I'll grab
0: one of these little lemon jobbers.
2: So yeah, I, uh, I got it from Atwaters in Belvedere Square. Great coffee, great hey, Jeff, pastries.
1: You coffee. Pastries. Mm. Pastries. Well, and with lemon, I believe as well. Um, a little and I'm like gonna... inverse icing on the bottom of a. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. Mm. Uh, see what these taste like. this tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Lemon.
2: Thank you, Atwaters.
1: Did you pay for them? hmm Well, they should thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. All right. They'll send the card. So my buy humbug actually is super specific. Uh-oh. It has to do with uh, the cartoon genre, the Pixar generation, the DreamWorks stuff. I think that those movies rely too heavily on celebrity voices. I I feel like there was a time during the Disney era where there were lesser known,
1: absolutely voice actors. I agree.
2: So what what it what the what the celebrity voice actor does for you is you find yourself leaning your ear towards the the screen to figure out who, who who's who's Kevin Hart, who is it, who's yeah. Louis C.K., yeah, who's who's Idris Elba
1: mm-hmm. in this
2: movie, and it and it's it's taken away from what we know it's like the art form and the thing is these these companies are big enough at this point that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if there's a celebrity attached to it it helps it absolutely helps but it doesn't matter
0: most of the time they don't even lean on the celebrity casting too much like i feel like well it like definitely in terms of like pixar with like tom hanks and and tim allen or whatever in the toy story films you get a sense That that is like part of the package of those movies is that, you know, Tom Hanks might be part of the marketing or something, or they might show some footage of them. But in general, Pixar does not lean on the casting in their marketing or anything like that. I think Disney usually has at least one or two big voices. Yeah,
2: But here's my point. They're not good enough necessarily all the time to warrant putting the names uh, uh, attached. Like as compared to a voice actor. Yes. Yes. As compared to a voice actor that can kill it as like... Just see any Disney movie during, Mm -hmm. you know, the 90s. The renaissance. Yeah, Yeah, the renaissance. If you look at any of the, like, making ofs, you didn't know who the fuck those people were. Some of them you did. Some of them you did because they were obviously established actors. But they were picked for a reason. It was like, okay, so we picked James Earl Jones because his voice is fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Like, it's not because this person is known to do a sarcastic sort of person so yeah. we're going to pick him to be a sarcastic cat. Yeah. It, they were cast because they were good voice actors. And I think
0: that the movies would like just so like have an actor being, he's known to be a sarcastic cat. <laughs> yeah. So he's perfect for this perfect. part. Perfect. Oh, I didn't perfect. mean that. <laughs> yes, you sure what I mean. So let's, I, yeah. let's get back to good voice acting versus I Like how you waited to and took a bite right mm-hmm. before you were going to say something. <laughs> It was
2: so good. Yeah, it is yummy. Let's get back to just casting people because they're good good voice actors. Has you there didn't...
1: been one recently that's kind of standing out to you that wasn't like that's made you think about this or that like kind of clued you into this feeling?
2: I think I felt like that about this the secret life of pets. Okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, it's like I love Kevin Hart. I just felt like, wh- what? Like somebody else could have been cast for a lot of those roles and I would have felt more engaged because I didn't know that it was Kevin Hart playing a voice or playing Kevin Louis C.K. Or... I mean,
0: I enjoyed that movie but I think you're right when I think about it there was nothing you know I mean? there were a couple of moments where Louis C.K.'s acting where he brought something to that character that mm-hmm. were great like, or that was like that was memorable. Like, yeah. you, you know, something about the way when 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 the owner's leaving and he, and she's gone for like two seconds and he says, oh, I miss her so much. There was something in that moment that I yeah. was like, the performance was funny. But did it get that funniness out of being a celebrity voice? I don't think it did. No, like, no. I look back on that movie and nothing about the individual voice actors really stands out to me in my memory except for... Um, I like Jenny Slate. I both, I both yeah, say I like Jenny it. Slate was great, but she's, she's kind of... Turning into a voice actor in a way. She is. Because she's done a couple of really memorable, really good, really solid animated turns. And I was thinking when you were talking about this, another actor who has done that is, who I think blurs the line, is Alan Tudyk. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like he's been like a, he's like Disney's boy. Yeah, you know, like they, they, they get him to do, and he always does a different kind of wacky cartoon voice. Like he mm. did a really crazy, old fashioned kind of retro voice for Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And then he did, he was a, one of the kind of, bad guys in frozen okay. and he's the the stupid rooster in moana hey hey <laughs> and he's doing voices for other disney properties he's the robot no one, in, in yeah. the new star wars film yeah. and that's all under that roof so i feel like he's an actor that is blurring the line in that when i see him popping up and as a voice actor i go he's always been a good right. with voices and always done kind of crazy characters and he seems to me like He's a voice actor, an honorary voice actor. I think Jenny Slate is too. Like there's yeah, some, yeah. you listen to her voice and you're like, she might've been a voice actor, even if we didn't know her from these other bits she of comedy. She did Yeah. But Which I mean, just great. her voice is so unique yeah, it's, it's and, and you recognize voice. it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what you look for a lot of times with voice actors is like a unique voice that you recognize that only that person can do. Yeah. Some celebrities do have that, but a lot of times they turn in something that's just kind of... There's something about that sort of
2: choice to just... Let's just put 15 celebrities on and Stack them up at yeah. the end of the trailer. There's something super annoying about that. And just hearing...
1: Dude, that is that could be a humbug for me. Yeah. Is the trailer where the last shot is literally like a vertical <laughs> scroll <laughs> of like... <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have a chance to read it. There's like, so man. many comedians or celebrities. <laughs> right. that's, it, that's a good... It yeah, I didn't fucks about with that. me, man. I, I didn't realize how much it,
2: it weighed on me until you watch a movie and you hear all these voices and you're like, why are they... They're not that good at yeah. voice acting. Why are they on this? Absolutely. You know who so. really
0: hates this? Who? Billy West, the voice actor. <laughs> I've heard him several times really? talk about Billy it. West? Just how, how much it bothers him that like there's been this golden age of animation and he hasn't gotten picked right. to be That's like crazy. Disney nor Pixar have used Billy West for anything. Right. And it's like, the guy's brilliant. You yeah. know, like uh, I've thought about, well, I don't want to tip my hat, but there's a, well... Uh, there's there if I've, there's an episode I've thought about whether we would ever do an episode about just who's a genius like mm. who do you think a genius is I'm not saying it's Billy West but there's another voice actor that I've definitely put on my uh, unsung genius people just don't think about this person anymore okay. so I'll save it for that episode okay that's but th- cool. th- it is very possible that's like a that's like a party trick that you love when you're a kid that person that can do voices yeah. when you're a kid you start picking that out but when you're a kid you notice like these weird old comedians that used to do like voices for different cartoons it wasn't that you were picking famous people necessarily it was that you were just recognizing them from other cartoons yeah. so there's something about that there's a little bit of magic in conjuring a character with your voice yes and i don't think that every even talented actor is 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 talented at that it is a difficult thing yeah. and then when you hear good versions of it it's like oh my god mm-hmm. like
2: that's that's why you felt some of the feelings you did i keep bringing it back to the disney movies but During the Disney era, there was a reason why you felt the way you did. It wasn't just because of the great music; the voice acting was fucking amazing. And if you have to pick a lesser-known celebrity, do that. You know, it's okay to not to pick somebody that's like second tier versus like a a hot
1: actor or actress at the time. It's just, it's It's always, it's funny too. Like I always feel like I always drew a correlation. Like when I like thinking more about like the animated musicals. Like I always feel like I always loved the non-celebrity, non-pop singer version of like the singles from the movies. As fuck exactly. I always loved exactly. the actual like voice actor singer version, yeah. like Jody Benson, and like these versions, these 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 singers that you don't know. Yeah. It, it's kind of the same thing as like the voice talent for the dialogue too. Yeah. It's like you don't ever really get a choice in it until you really do with these singles or these music that come from the like like the Moana soundtrack we were talking about last time. Like, on the soundtrack, the version that whatever the pop singer of the moment's name is, does, Mm -hmm. versus the actual, the voice actress that does Moana, like, 10 out of 10 times, I will pick that version of the song that that girl sang. Mm -hmm. It's so much better. Just like the performance sometimes when you don't really associate it with, like, what you know to be Kevin Hart or whoever,
0: uh, you know, it's
2: a good point. I'm glad you guys like that one, because I, yeah, I was afraid, because I was like, oh, this is a weird one. No, yeah.
0: it's funny. I've thought about that many times. It's yeah. like, I don't like playing... I mean, even though my ear automatically does it, yeah. I don't like playing spot the celebrity yeah. either. I hate it. I hate it. It takes away from it a lot. It's like the same reason why unknown actors can be so great <clears throat> in certain properties. Because Absolutely. Because you aren't thinking about all that baggage. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You're not, you're, not, you're not going, where do I know this person yeah. from? You're just believing it. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Uh, this one... This may have come up on the show before, but I'm going to say there's a couple different things that spring to mind as to why I'm giving this particular thing a bah humbug, but bah humbug to, I don't know, overzealous, overdone sound design in movies. <laughs> uh, there's two things that, 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 that get to me about sound design lately. One is when I'm watching a movie, usually at home, if I'm watching a movie on my computer. Uh, so it could be a, a problem with the way that like, uh, uh, you know, the sound is being winnowed down to the stereo uh, right, right. sound on your television. Sure, But, Sound design where the explosions are fucking loud, and the gunshots are fucking loud, and the music is bang, banging, and the cars squealing are really loud, and the important conversations between characters. So much, so much like, you know, yes. And you're like, what? And I don't know how. Like, then you turn it up so you can hear the people talking, and then, and then someone jumps out with a machine gun, and you realize your neighbors are calling the cops at that yes. moment. So that's one part of sound design. And related to that, this is obviously on purpose. But I, it's starting to bug me how often in horror films, the sound design is what's scary.
1: Yeah. Mm. That like
0: you were watching a movie about people being attacked by sound design a lot of the times. And it's like that's what makes you jump. That's how they get you is with sound. So I think in both cases, it's some people really pushing that, that, those ambient sounds and really making them into something. And it can be really cool. I mean, granted, this, that effect can be used really well. And you'll come out of a movie every now and then going, wow, the sound design was really interesting and kind of, you know, carried me through. But so often it's just it's, it's just confusing. It's either bludgeoning you and that's what's actually, like I said, that's what's making you jump in a horror film. And so often in a movie like um, Don't Breathe where it's about characters that are sneaking around and it's supposed to be like a quiet thing. Like, let it be quiet. Let every little noise be, be magnified by the fact that these characters are supposed to be quiet. <laughs> but in that film, you can't tell... Like, it's all about how they're sneaking around and trying to be quiet, but the movie is so loud that, like, every little noise makes so much noise, it's imp- it's like it takes away the suspension of disbelief right, right. that, like, they're in an environment where they need to be quiet yeah. because you can't separate the sound in the movie from the crazy sound on the sound design. That's That's a really good point. So I would say that, and I don't know, again... It might be totally different issues maybe maybe it is my television but i've heard other friends of no, mine complain I, about the same thing about not being able to hear dialogue i feel so I like think that people are time. getting a little crazy with the the sound effects and like like just because you can doesn't mean you should when it comes to like how loud can you get those sounds and i feel like that
2: about understated sound too like if if a bank robbery happens and an explosion happens or something like an explosion in a movie okay so i'll give you a perfect example uh uh, Suicide Squad had these scenes where big things were happening, like explosions, and that just wasn't loud enough. <laughs> and I watched it at home, and the same thing happened. Like they were in a situation where something huge blew up, and it sounds like like not very
0: loud, and people are talking over the explosion. Right.
2: How is that even fucking possible? How do you speak over? Or like the
0: explosion is not as loud as a car door slamming or something? Yes. I'm
2: serious. Man, it bothers the fuck. Like I'd have to is... see it again to see yeah. if I pick up on that. It's super weird. It Which bothers I won't me do. It's <laughs> a good myself. one. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess since nobody's ever going to watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I feel the same way. And I wonder sense.
0: if it's just me getting old and my ears getting no. old. When I'm sitting there going, I don't hear what they're saying. No, Why don't I hear what not. they're saying? So when you find a movie with good sound design, like, uh, I think
2: it has to do with love for things, man. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's super weird, but it's, it's dismissive to think that you can go through a whole process of screening several times, being in the editing room, watching this thing, listening to this thing, that this wouldn't be a part of the process. Somebody's like, that... Explosion is entirely too loud or entirely too soft. Mm-hmm. That that's not considered in a, a multi-million-dollar movie.
0: Yeah,
2: that's fucking weird, man. Yeah. So I I, I notice it a lot, I, and I I'd say for during the course of a, a year, seventy percent of the movies that I see have that problem mm-hmm. at home. So I I don't think it's your imagination, it or the fact that you might feel like you're getting older. It's not that, man. Just shitty design, so,
0: after, so if I, anybody I out there is listening that's a sound designer, <laughs> just fix your shit. please <laughs> come correct, please. please. Bah humbug, overzealous sound design. <laughs> cool. I, I might need your help when actually labeling what this
1: Ba humbug is, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm breaking from like the talking about a specific movie,
0: so maybe you can help me generalize this a little bit. <laughs> But I, I just have... for the record, Steve. Do you remember one of your most memorable Bahumbugs was the uh, fake baby in one of the Twilight, <laughs> Twilight films? <laughs> so I think you can get specific. What, gonna... what, what was her name? Rensame or something? Rinesme? Like? Rinesme. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that baby. <laughs> Fuck that baby. Yeah. <laughs> that comes out wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, but still. Oh god. Uh,
1: so basically, this is this is recently. I've I had very strong feelings about basically the failure of a certain film to kind of connect and do well at the box office. Mm. Because one, I liked the movie quite a bit. And two, I really liked the director of the movie and thought that it would have been the film that maybe kind of bumped him up a notch on Hollywood's whatever hierarchy of of movie guys, movie Mm -hmm. makers. So I think we all at least like Mike Flanagan and some of the movies that he's made. I really liked Ouija 2. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have, a, I don't. So, so help me. I'm, I'm looking for help. So, basically, the the, the the problem that I have is, I guess, twofold. One is to go back to this sequel problem, maybe, but in a different genre. Is like when a movie like Ouija comes out, and and, and only like two years ago, and is like panned, one of the worst remo- reviewed movies of the year, but makes a bunch of money because mm-hmm. Bloomhouse makes these movies for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So they say, okay, obviously we're making a sequel. But we learned from the first one that we did a horrible job. We're going to make it better. Does that mean that people are going to go back and see another shitty movie? Like when their first film, even though it made money, was like one of the worst reviewed films. And like audiences, cine scores, IMDb Mm. ratings. it's, It's all across the board horrible. I have a really... I take it personally that like a filmmaker who I really like and champion, like Mike Flanagan... It's it's weird. Like he got this sequel to Ouija. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, we're gonna do it right this time. It's basically. He, I've read interviews. I've listened to podcasts he's been on. And like and and Jason Bloom and like the whole creative team at Bloom House is basically saying, we know. Like yeah, you've seen. Like be be apprehensive a little bit. Like I understand Ouija wasn't good. Yeah, but we're gonna give you the reins and you can make it better. Like I feel like that sets him up for failure because it, uh. a movie that like made money but nobody liked critics, or audience members, they just got duped into seeing a movie. You know what I mean? They marketed it really well. They got their first two weekends, which was probably about 70% of the box office that movie made. And now here's a filmmaker who really should be able to find success with a movie that, like the one he made. Yeah. But it's Ouija 2. And literally, like the movie has made money, sure. And it's maybe going to be one of his more successful movies. But... It should have been really big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess my my gripe is really just like with a studio being able to say, "Let's not make a sequel to Ouija. Let's just have you make a movie that we're gonna put it like Bloomhouse. Let's Mike. Let's have you make a movie. Mm-hmm. Let's not just do a sequel to Ouija. We're doing all these great micro budget horror films. Just take the what you just made and and you know let's call it something else. You know yeah. that's what I kept feeling after the movie. I was like, sure, there's a Ouija board in the movie. But like that movie could I feel like I feel like could have existed on its own as a separate horror film. Yeah. With a different element in place of the Ouija board, or even still having a fucking Ouija board in it. Yeah, because it's a prequel. Like the only tie to the original movie is that little stinger at the end of the credits. Yeah, you know. And for anybody who gives a shit, right. no one does. Which doesn't right. register. Exactly. Yeah. Like, haha. Like that. That's the tie that they had to do to make it. Like, you know, this is the sequel to Ouija. Like, in case you were wondering. You think if they didn't call it Ouija
2: Two and just call it like Ouija Origins and no, just, just kept nothing it there? Ouija, like, <laughs> yeah.
1: it, like it, it was Ouija yeah. e- e- Origin of Evil or whatever yeah. it was officially called. I'm having trouble, like, deciding what I want to call this, but, I mean, like, it really bothered me that, like, there's this horror talent that's been, like, increasingly, like, getting better and, like, reaching more and more of an audience, and this definitely feels like a misstep for him. Mm-hmm. And, like, the next step for him is Gerald's Game, the Stephen King adaptation going to Netflix this year, which I apparently is going to be, you know, a big thing for him. He did Hush for Netflix also, but... I just have a really big problem with like a studio like Bloomhouse, who I really like, saying even though this movie was horrible, we're going to still make a sequel as opposed to getting this really great horror voice and letting him make a micro-budget movie that we are going to fucking market the shit out of. And pump him into the next level.
0: Yeah, you know? it's almost like there's this thing... It's like an effect of that thing we've been talking about forever of just name brand recognition yeah. that yeah. they don't... I mean, almost related to the comedy sequel thing, right. too. That there's like this misconception that you're better off with a recognizable name no matter right. what. Sure. Even if, in the case of Ouija, like, it was critically reviled and audiences didn't like it either. Yeah. Like, that is even a worse calculated risk than making a Zoolander sequel 10 years too late. Uh, yeah. Because it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, at least with that, there is this perception that the cult has grown. But with Ouija, the only thing that that name recognition can do is hurt the film, uh, if it what, even exists. That's it. I honestly don't that's think it. most people knew... Like, I feel like that title is confusing, The Origins of Evil, yeah. if you don't know that... I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ouija Absolutely. wasn't enough of an iconic thing, so saying, yeah. see how it all began... Is like weird, weird marketing, right? But if you took the scary elements of that film and and yeah, I mean, I think that one of the coolest moments in the movie is the looking through the planchette. I agree. Yeah. So I feel like you, if you'd have to have something you can look through, okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But outside of that, I think the Ouija board is incidental to what makes the movie scary. Yeah, and it's not even part of the real horror. The supernatural aspect of the movie is not connected to a Ouija yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. connected to things that are coming through it. So in that sense. Um, yeah, spoiler out there. It's not a haunted Ouija board and Ouija Origins of Eagle. <laughs> Uh But at the same time, I don't know. It uh, it is weird. It is like that movie was doomed by that decision. But I don't know. I don't know what you would call that either. It's, it's like just just, just it, sightedness and yeah. maybe belief in some kind of branding as as it's, it's almost
1: like you know they they kind of like I, I'm pretty sure like you know <clears throat> like I think they did like Sinister and Sinister Two, mm-hmm. Purge I think is them and Purge through whatever, three yeah. or four of them there. So, I mean, they definitely buy into this, like, if it makes money, we're going to keep making them. Right. And Ouija, like, fit that. Yeah. But it's, like, different because there's other movies, like, audiences liked and critics didn't, like, slam yeah. down. It's, like, just because it still made money, it bothers me that it was, like, oh, it's in that funnel now. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, but, sequel, here, but, sequel, but yeah, sequel. people don't
0: know it made money. People don't remember it. Yeah, so it's yeah. weird to think that that matters to anybody. Right. Yeah. No, no, totally.
1: And that's a part of my yeah. problem is that, like, they banked on that. Yeah. But it's like, and by, but by doing that, like they've assumed the audience recognizes it and yeah. they think that they're going to make more money. Like there's two assumptions happening that I feel like just fucked this guy over. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm like his cheerleader right now, but I, him, like, like, but him I, I like him a lot. And he yeah. seems like a, like an awesome guy. And I love how accessible he is. I love how much he's on social media. He just seems like he's like, I just want him to succeed. Yeah. And I, and he is like, he's a success. But, like, he's a horror voice that I want to see more of. Yeah. And I want to see him do more with, like, maybe more money, more budget, more access to set design, things like that, which he's always done. A re- like, I love his editing, yeah. you know? And I just think that that movie could have been something bigger. Like, I want more people to see it, I guess is what I'm saying. But it just bothers me, like, those assumptions a studio makes, even if something failed yeah. brand wise, yeah, but do. made money don't go, like just leave the brand alone yeah. like leave it behind this might this might have been one of those
2: cases where they get him to do something like this and then they give him a passion project that he can it's possible yeah with. and you
1: know and it feels like it kind of we, felt like we don't that. know those like you know like those little, little behind means. the door yeah, like yeah. you know agreements and that's possible cuz i mean a lot of these guys that work for bloomhouse like they do stuff for them in the future and mm-hmm. i hope he does cuz like that's a, it's an awesome studio i love what they put out and I love just like their their like work ethic and like their culture and their you know what they do. Um, I genuinely like Ouija too. Like me a too. Lot. I, I've seen a it a lot, couple a times, lot. and it's I, fun. I I think it's super solid. It just bothers me. I guess I guess if I had to label it, the Bahambo would be knowing when to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like basically, yes, it made money. No one knows that brand. Yeah, just leave it by. Like it's different between like a brand. That people will recognize and say, let's keep going back to that well a little bit, you know, or that people actually liked. Or even something that critics, right, that critics didn't like but
0: that audiences responded exactly. to or like something. like an audience will yeah. come
1: to you even if a, you know a critic is going to pan the hell out of this. Right. The
0: reason that movie made money in the first place, the first one that is, is because it was cheap. Yep. And horror movies usually have pretty good opening weekends if they've if they've planned everything right. Yeah, you and, know? and
1: they do a really good job of marketing their movies. yeah. yeah. But I think the people that saw that movie, if any any correlation, lost any interest yeah, in exactly. seeing any further. And anything of the story. with a label Ouija Origin yeah. of Evil, Ouija Two, Origin, whatever naming convention mm-hmm. it went through. So I just think it's like I think it's a big learning. Like, and this is me on my high chair, like telling a studio executive, it's like a learning experience to say. I think like, you're on a high horse. If you you're in a, high, you were I, in a high, in chair, high chair, you're eating like Gerber <laughs> serving, applesauce serving, or something. Serving uh, knowledge, up, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like you know. There's so many successes with these studios, and specifically them, and they're, like, amazing at what they're doing. But it's just, like, I, w- I hope that it comes to a point, like, when you have this person, like, that has talent and, and promise, like, I-, I believe that he does, in the wing to, like, to take a project from you. No, like, don't set them up for failure. Like, yeah, that movie made a shitload of money for what you made it for, but nobody's looking forward to a Ouija sequel. Yeah. Like, let him make the other movie he wants to make, or let him adapt the Gerald's game that he wanted to do, but, Mm -hmm. you know, that he's now doing at Netflix. But, like, I don't know. It just really bothered me. Like, I was really hoping that that would be the
0: movie for him that would kind of pump him up a little bit. Especially in a year of some decent, but not quite fully delivering. I don't know if that was a sentence. Yeah. But but of of horror films that, that were interesting and didn't quite do something that i expect a, a truly original horror film sure, to do sure. and then here came ouija origin of evil and it actually did freak me out and have yeah. some good scares and have some cool kind of like a back backstory in it yeah. that, that comes out like so in that sense yeah the fact that it could have been and maybe should have been one of the one of the big horror successes of the year yeah and instead it kind of feels like it was hobbled if by anything that, that film
1: could serve as a franchise starter if it was yeah. its own thing mm-hmm. and that would have been great and it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it'll it'll never be now because it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a, I mean. So did it tank? I didn't, I didn't It see didn't it. tank. I mean, it, like, they because of how small these budgets they keep, it still is like, you know, going to make a lot of money on mm-hmm. home video and it's made probably two to three times its budget in, in the box office. But I mean, there's no reason that movie couldn't have been in like the 60s, 70s. Right. I mean, It's going to really
0: bring down Henry Thomas's average.
1: Right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it tanks it. It tanks it. If they could point the one film that would do it, it's this
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> Make it um So Ronald, what's your final your final, your final
2: humbug? Jesus, I, I I I had it in my head and I forgot it. Oh, oh damn it. Fuck, man. I it, I really had it. I didn't write it down. Shit boss. Uh give me a second. That's all right. um, this had to do with movies. <laughs>
1: You are in the right place. Yep, yep, that's this podcast. Let John go first. Warmer. John,
2: John, you go, and then I'll I'll go after you.
0: All right. I don't don't really know how to phrase this one uh, because it feels like it's so broad, but it is something that I almost feel sure that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. And I think this is more like the continuing problems of Hollywood and race and how they handle concerns of just representation, mm. diversity. Uh, specifically, the two things that I wanted to mention uh, were the way that the issues of like whitewashing roles right. mm-hmm. and 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 like erasing cultures and races from certain stories and specifically because there's two movies that came out this year that I loved uh, that have Ooh. racial problems.
2: I think I know which one. Uh, on.
0: One is uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. Which, brilliant casting and performance from Tilda Swinton. We knew she'd be great. But she's playing a character that was an Asian character in the comics. Now, a stereotypical Asian character. I think Marvel had a tough question. Of like, Do you cast an Asian actor in a stereotypically Asian mystic guru kind of role mm-hmm. and contribute to that stereotypical image? Or do you whitewash a character and thereby reduce representation? I think in the end they made a poor decision. I think Tilda Swinton was great, one of the high points of the movie, but I think they made a poor decision. I think if they'd cast an actor in that role of Asian descent, specifically an Asian woman, they could have gender swapped the character from the books and still, still kept her you know, uh, uh, kept the diversity aspect. I think it was such a good role that it would have taken away whatever concerns people might have had about it being a stereotypical role. I think if all she was going to do was stand in a few scenes and be like a wise guru, it would have been bad form. But since it was one of the meatier roles in the film, it would have been a great role for an Asian actress, you know, especially of a certain age. It really could have been like a coup for them and they kind of mishandled it. And the other movie that I think hits me in this spot is Kubo and the Two Strings, which I loved. I think it was brilliant. I think it was beautiful. And yet, you look at the voice talent in it. You look at the acting talent. You look at the people who wrote it and directed it. It's a movie that borrows heavily from Japanese culture. And, like, George Takai is in there as, like, or Scott as I think you called him in a fast <laughs> episode. But George Takai is listed in the first five or six names, and he's an v- extremely minor role. None mm. of the major characters in that film are played by Asian voice talent. Right. So kind of connected to what you were saying before, Matthew McConaughey, great. Charlize Theron, great. Genuinely great. Rooney Mara, great. This Art Parkinson kid that plays Kubo, yeah, great. great. But all white. <laughs> That's so crazy. And to it's me. a story that like really could gain some currency, I think, yeah, yeah. in much the way the way that Moana has with its its casting where you actually get... I mean, you don't. it's not like you're doing it for a pat on the back, but it just seems like such a missed opportunity to really be diverse. And, of course, you look at who's making the movie, the people behind the scenes, that's really where you want to look for the diversity aspect. That's why directors like Ava DuVernay uh, and Ryan Coogler are so exciting, because they are getting these high-profile projects, Mm -mm. and they are going to bring something of that to... of themselves to those properties. Um, But, yeah, just... just, I mean, if, if Kubo had been played by an Asian kid... It would have it would have ameliorated a lot of this that I'm saying. Right, right. If, as much as I love those other big stars that were in this, it just feels like what the fuck are they thinking by doing this? By continuing to seem to believe that like diversity. And representation is still like something that white folks control in a weird way. Yeah. So I don't know that there's an answer to it. I don't know that there's a way to get around that question. Like I said, particularly the Doctor Strange question. I think they thought they had a devil's bargain. And I just think they made a, they just made a bad choice that, ha- that will reflect poorly on the movie. I know people that said they didn't want to see Doctor Strange because of the whitewashing. Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, a, it's a weird choice. I, I felt that way when I saw uh, Scarlet in the new... Just in the show. Just in the show. I'm like, wh- what? I, why would they do that? But it's just the way that it is, man. I, I don't know why it's a thing anymore. But, you know,
1: maybe it'll change. So I think it's like a pretty, I mean, obviously we all know it's like a systemic issue, but like in Hollywood specifically, it comes down to uh, money. I mean, yeah. like to, to be an ass about it, it really does. No, no. It's like, yeah. You know, it literally your question, like, why are. McConaughey, Theron, Theron, and like Mooney Mara are the ones yeah. because when you put their name on a poster, oh sure, you're you're gonna get more. And I mean, for a movie that
0: needs that, even I making know? this complaint when I saw the trailer, yeah. I was playing vo- spot the voice actor before. Sure. Like, oh, McConaughey, yeah. that's yeah. cool. He deserves to have a, a big animated role. Sure. And you know, Shirley Theron is is a great actress. She's yeah. really phenomenal, yeah. and she did a great job with a with a character that has like a couple of different angles on it. But yeah, it just would. It just seems like. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like the maybe the movie wouldn't exist without this element. Yeah. It, but which then, is ridiculous. But then the movie, which then becomes this great platform, it's like, well, when, then, okay, if not in Kubo and the Two Strings, mm-hmm. when is a brilliant Asian voice actor going to get cast totally in agree. a major role? Like, totally that's, agree. Totally agree. Whenever it's a good performance anyway and a good movie anyway, I go, oh, cool. That's great. Good for Tilda yep. Swinton. But wait a minute. What about a middle-aged Asian actress? When is she going to get a great role Man. in a tentpole franchise film like this? If you don't give this role to her, even though we we can see what they were trying to avoid from a million miles away, you right. know, yeah. they were trying to avoid a cliche.
2: Yeah. And then they fell right back into well, it. Well, they fell
0: into a different, maybe worse cliche. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're That's... listening to Tilda Swinton, I love you. I, I really yeah. do. But right. but yeah, this this was this was just an unfortunate. I almost don't envy the actors who are cast in those parts right. because it will always make... You know, you don't turn down a great role, I guess, but maybe they should. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have the last pick? You, no. I mean,
1: I go, but did you remember yours? I did. All I did. Right. Okay. So, so, by so humbug, uh
0: Humbug, uh, whitewashing and <laughs> racial uh, diversity issues in Hollywood. You better let Ronald say it before he forgets. Yeah. Okay. Did so, you forget already? <laughs> no, I didn't forget this time. <laughs> don't forget, Ronald.
2: <laughs> so, um, all right, <clears throat> you guys know... Big fan of comic book movies. And this year, I think two movies from this studio came out. And I was like, man, look, I'm going to give it a chance. See how it goes. And I think... All right. So I think that the DC movie universe at this point has stumbled greatly. Right? And I'm like, all right, we'll give we'll g- give it a chance. What do you think of Wonder Woman? How do you think it looks? Wonder Woman, I think has the potential to be there
1: that sounds familiar doesn't it yeah
2: Yeah. it's like deja vu has the potential to be there like Captain America I think that's what they wanted to be it looks good it really looks good it looks fun I, I, the, I'm I gonna say this like I, I, I said something so?
1: <laughs> no no I do I just, it's just like I totally agree with what you're getting at but we did say this about, we literally had this conversation right. about Suicide Squad so, no,
0: I remember when we said about Suicide Squad that the DC Universe was counting on it yeah. and after Suicide Squad we said like, now we're counting yeah, on Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman but we realized we're saying it with a little bit less conviction right, however right. Wonder Woman does seem like it could be it could be it could be like a flashpoint for, for different things that might work better but yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you it does seem like they're, this is they're a, down yeah this is a big miss, but I've, but Suicide Squad scored. was not a miss for them. That's the other thing. That's yes, crazy. that's the weird part. Like we th- were we were wrong about Suicide Squad as far as our feelings. It, it made bank. I mean, it, it was... yeah, numbers wise. Well, no,
1: we weren't wrong. Like, no, <laughs>
0: no, it's a fucking horrible movie. <laughs> no, I, they will make money regardless of no, how good I'm they are. I'm saying that <clears throat> with uh, sarcastically. I'm, but I'm just saying as far as like being in line with the the zeitgeist. Yeah. We, we were against the zeitgeist on on Suicide Squad.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the race is being. Won by them in a way, but it's 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 the grossest win ever. Like
0: imagine it, that, like if something lesser were to win, like a big contest or a big race, and you were to sit there scratching yeah. your head. Why would you him, ever, Who are a, the people that are supporting this so well, yeah. much? What a world that it's so successful. That be? I yeah. can't imagine what I might can't be thinking think of. That's think got of sort of a bum buggy kind of <laughs> attitude. <laughs>
2: so the money's being made hand over fist with this mediocre movie, and I think I can comfortably say. That I, I think I'm, I'm not like everybody else, like fuck them and stuff like that, but I think I'm, I'm done with the idea that DC can pull out a win in terms of quality at this point. Right. I think that I'm done with that. I'm done with that because I wanted it to work, man. Mm-hmm. I think that. So you're done with hoping or you're done with. I'm done with, th- I think I'm done with. You're hoping. not going
0: to go see Wonder Woman or Justice I'm going <laughs> to see, I'm going <laughs> to no, see know, those movies, kidding. you know,
2: I'm going to see them, but with a way less enthusiasm. But the Wonder Woman trailer is promising in comparison. Mm-hmm. I said something I said something during the suicide squad whole talk that I think that I regret saying and i and I'm gonna repeat it kind of the same way I did about Wonder Woman. I said <laughs> something along the lines of maybe if I'm not mistaken the the rest of the movie would have to be stick figures yeah. In order for this to be a bad movie. And I don't think I I don't think I wanna say that anymore. I think Wonder Woman
0: You don't want to look at a trailer and think that And I think that yeah. for
2: I think that I mean I think that it's for most movies, you see it and you're like, Okay, I know but D C does a thing where no. They could literally be shit for the rest of the movie. And it, it it's terrible. It's a terrible They're fucking terrible, man. And I and I and I don't know what else to think besides The rest of the... Yeah, at what
0: point are we just fools for continuing to hope? I mean, this would be sort of like the way it felt after the first couple of Star Wars prequels came out and I was still sort of interested in the third. I knew I was going to go see it, but but all the joy had gone out of the relationship, you know, and I feel that way towards DC, I definitely do. Like, Batman versus Superman has been on, um, like, free, on demand, you know, for a couple of weeks. And even Henry scrolls past that. I mean, how does he know? I didn't like come up and tell him right, a lot yeah. of bad stuff about it. Maybe he noticed the absence of hearing how great it was or something. Yeah. But I just feel like yeah, there's a sort of a stink around that that there property. Is. I
2: mean, but I, I guess that's kind of that same. So brush. how did
0: Suicide Squad become such a hit? Who who are the people that went to see that again and again?
2: Well, Suicide Squad did that whole like uh, was it
0: just everybody that shops at Hot Topic. Yeah, the Hot Topic. While they, thing were they were at like the mall. They Harley down Harley to see... Quinn
2: in physical form. Did it for everybody, and 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 as simple as that is, like I know it sounds fun. Marvel doesn't have a woman equivalent of that. They don't have a Har- Harley Quinn is that person for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. She's she's snarky and and witty and violent and cool. She's sexy, and there's something about all those things together that equals. Memes and you know, you're like cosplay of the year. There's like, there's like, uh, there's like, uh, the whole thing where you're like,
0: he is a regular person and shows like the original version of it and
2: freaking, you know, it's it's like those. So, who who do
0: you think had more cosplays this year? Um, Harley Quinn or Eleven from Stranger Things? Because I feel like I saw. I think Harley Quinn, just because there's like that strippery. There's a history too. Yeah, that strippery <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. That's yeah. true. You could do the sexy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I guess you're right. I yeah. guess you're right. So anything sexy, they take anything and make it. There's probably a sexy 11 out there somewhere. But Yeah, okay. somebody's yeah. definitely done it. That's, that's guaranteed. <laughs> so that's my hum- bah humbug. Ah, humbug, DC.
1: My final bah humbug, I'll keep it brief. Um, and I feel like it's becoming like an annual thing. I get it onto as many episodes of negativity as I can. Two words. Johnny Depp. <laughs>
0: Fuck you, Johnny So Depp. seriously, actor have you, jail. Have you done him before? Because I don't remember. I don't know
1: officially if it was a bah humbug or an actor jail or just us yeah. shitting on him and whatever mis- yeah. shitty thing he's done recently. <laughs> His brother Ronnie Depp does <laughs> Depp. At this point, give me Ronnie Depp. I you know what right? I'm saying? Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but like, it is insane to me. How much, like, I've grown to physically react to Johnny Depp being on, on screen in a movie, in an interview, like, on an article online. Like, I physically am repulsed by thinking about him, right. like, now even. Yeah. Like, it bothers me so much that, I mean, this is uh, in the news and everything like that, but, like, that he's a part of the Fantastic Beast franchise now. Yeah. And, like, his uh, little <laughs> scene in the first film... Yeah. Um and like just that little scene in that movie. So stinky. It is horrible. Mm-hmm. It completely ruins not the movie for
0: me, but that reveal, that
1: placement in At the, the movie. risk of
0: being too spoilery, I will just say it makes me especially mad given how good Colin Farrell yes. is in that film. Yes. Yeah. Like truly Thank good. Thank you. A guy who has emerged in recent years for me as like, oh yeah, Colin Farrell. Holy He's shit. good. How did He's I miss good. that He's he good. was actually this good? So
1: point. Stop putting fucking Johnny Depp in everything. Yes. Put Colin Farrell in movies. Yes. yeah. Put other guys that are way better and that are not past their moment. I don't, I do not believe that Johnny Depp is going to redeem
0: himself. It's weird when you say that because uh, I was actually forming that thought when you were talking about this and I was talking, thinking about him in that film, Yeah. his little bit. And then I was thinking about other movies he's done like Mordecai or whatever, um, where it's like, you think about him in the, the Charlie and Charlie in the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Factory. Mm-hmm. And you just think about these crazy performances that he does, and how every time out he's doing something wacky and different. Yeah. And it's exactly what you said, Steve. You can't count on like other actors that you might have seen do a couple of bad things, or that maybe they go over the top sometimes. Like, I don't know, Robin Williams or someone yeah. like that, who you would still be like, he can still do it. He yeah. can still turn in a great performance, or he might really surprise you. Yeah. I don't know that Johnny Depp has any anything really... I mean, he might get... Back to eventually some kind of subtler form of what he does. He's but got like
1: I, a lot of films like in 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 the horizon that has that are, a, like yeah.
0: weird projects that maybe. But man, I just don't know that he has the chops to rein it in at this point. Like I don't yeah. know that you can count on him that's to it. know what good acting is yeah. in a role.
1: It was good as Donald Trump. And that like, was funny. That's probably the best thing he's done no, in a in years. long time. And he
0: seemed to really be embracing that in a way. Like it was actually funny. It was yeah. actually yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, but. But,
1: yeah, it's gotten to the point, like, kind of just where, like, I, I remember, I think we were talking about it on our Facebook thread, just, like, the news of that whole involvement with the yeah. uh, fantastic, like, it just, like, I was like, damn it. Yeah. Like, why is he in this movie, too? Yeah. It'd be
0: like me finding out that, like, uh, Rosie Perez was going to have a major role in Episode Eight of Star Wars or <laughs> right. something like that.
2: I, I totally get you on that.
0: It's like the the, the, the bullet just, I feel like uh, I dodged personally when Joseph Gordon-Levitt wasn't cast as Ant-Man. Lots of little things that happen yeah, where you go like, yeah. I'm so glad that didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. Even though these actors can potentially, I mean, who yeah. knows? Johnny Depp may not stink in this world, but if that little taste we got of him is an indication of what he's going to do, then he stinks already.
1: As, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I does, just, he,
0: does he know that he comes off as like, I don't know.
1: I, I don't think a so. Johnny Depp. I don't think anybody would tell him,
0: like impersonate.
1: Him. Yeah, that's what he yeah, seems yeah. Like. like. I don't. I don't think it's like reined in ever. Like at this point, may... I'd
0: rather see Nicolas
1: Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Maybe? god! Yeah, I mean, like that's a no brainer. I'm serious, man. Like, like it's just like Nicolas we Cage. talked about it a while ago. Like getting an actor like that with a director who's not going to allow, mm-hmm. or that could possibly rein it in. Maybe that's what it is, or that would that would make that happen. But man, it it man. Johnny Who would it Depp. be? I don't know. We we said before, like I think you said or somebody said, Quentin Tarantino. I think Tarantino could do something interesting. Yeah, I I agree. Like that would be an interesting one, or the Coen Brothers, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that would like some very like directors that have a voice that they want,
0: you know, their actors to kind of buy into. Yeah. But But it makes you wonder if there's a reason that he hasn't worked with those people. Like, is there a reason? Like, absolutely. Is it that Paul Thomas Anderson, Quentin Tarantino, the Coen Brothers, they don't want? to deal with Johnny Depp and his it's possible and his weird energy he it's probably smells possible. like an ashtray and apparently he's, he's also had some personal shit yeah, that yeah, came yeah. to light that was yeah. not too savory.
1: But I mean so. really like with the exception of the last Alice movie not the sequel but the original like he's kind of been boxed off as poison for a while now. Yeah.
0: Isn't that weird though like, when it seems like he the, really has the system takes a while to catch up to what the audience has already clued in. I mean, he's
1: got a Pirates movie coming out next year that I'm sure will be massive. Yeah. And that'll be like, oh, Johnny Depp's back. Yeah. And now he's a part of this
0: franchise, which is going to be a
1: big franchise, five films. He'll have some presence in all of them.
0: I don't want to always cop to the dad thing, but definitely watching Henry. Like, Henry's excited about the um, the new Pirates, Pirates film. But I don't think it has as much. To, he didn't see the last one. Okay. I think it has to do with the fact that the trailer looks creepy. Like I think he really yeah. likes Javier Bardem's villain in that looks creepy, and yeah. the idea of someone being in a prison cell on a boat, and then someone comes to like Henry was like that seems like a cool scene. Yeah. Could, but what's interesting yeah. is that Johnny Depp is completely absent from that marketing, right. and I was like, yeah, no, that movie does actually look kind of fun. And then I was like, wait a minute, what am I not picturing? You know. Yeah. And and who knows? Maybe Jack Sparrow is the last role he has any. Business playing at this point, you know, mm-hmm. but it still is an over the top cartoon. Probably
1: is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but that's that's the last Bah humbug Johnny Depp. Bah humbug
0: Johnny Depp. So yeah. if he's if he's just as bad next year, are you gonna Bah humbug him again? Or are you I, I probably on? will have yeah. to reserve a spot. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna do it until gasps change
1: is made. Is it because you used to love him so I did. much? I did yeah. used to love Johnny Depp. Same, same. Growing I did up, too. Growing up, yeah. I, when did it change? Loved him, man. I don't know. He was in so many movies that I loved and I am just and
0: yeah, well, I, don't I don't know when, when it changed. Honestly,
1: maybe pirates. I think did I, pirates. I think it was
0: what happened to him after that where he had a big success with that. Yeah. And then he still would do these other movies that were kind of interesting, but somewhere in there he became the Crazy, like he got the idea that he was a. Tra- I think this is what we've said about him yeah. before. It's like he got it in his head that he's gonna transform himself, yeah, absolutely, yeah. exactly. And I think that is, I mean, it- he's
1: always played characters that are like that. It's to some degree, like if you look through like a lot of the Burton films, yeah, like they're always like transformative roles. But like Sparrow was like the biggest scale, the of broadest it. cartoon, yeah, and, and that's kind of where it went. And everything since then, even like a real life character like Whitey Bulger in Black Mass. Which, actually, I thought he was actually pretty good in that. Mm -hmm. But, like, just even... But his his performance, it's like, you can't just be the guy. Like, you used to be, like, when he was uh, the guy in Blow. Like... Just be the guy yeah you know yeah. don't be the guy and make him look like a fucking vampire because you have to you have to hide yourself in this role like it bothers
2: me it took eight hours to put yeah, his makeup on tell me book. you don't
1: watch it and, like, like see his piercing blue eyes and pale and i mean yeah. buddy Bolger looked like that but he wasn't a fucking vampire he know? had a like, weird nose too like in the yeah it's That's just like a
2: weird nose little
1: the performance was fine but like get rid of that shit just fucking play the guy <laughs> yeah. like we i love him in blow yeah like he's, he's great so in that movie and He's
0: just the guy, or in Donnie Brasco, like yeah. just be the guy, and he can't be the guy or, anymore. Or even going back to a, a kind of off the wall performance, but you you mentioned his work with Tim Burton, but like yeah, Ed Wood, Ed Wood. Exactly. One, of, one of the one of the most unassailable films I can think of. You Absolutely, know? And he's great in it. He he's brings absolute, something he's really fantastic to it. Yeah. yeah, and he is doing an outsized character, so maybe he just ran out of tricks. I don't know. Like if you see, um, what are the uh, <clears throat> the Kevin Smith you the know what's that character that he plays like guy la guy Lafleur or something <laughs> like that something. but like that is <laughs> guy Lafleur. that is nuts <laughs> i think that's right Am I right, right? that la- is nuts like what it's he's doing bullshit. is like but it's like he it's like he's got a hat like the last yes. hat left in the box of hats it's like
1: somebody's halloween costume the last Washington. facial
0: hair left in the box of facial hair configurations the last <laughs> accent left in the box yeah. of accents nothing left he's um. a
2: troll man yeah. He's a troll. He's trolling movie. us. We he has to be. Well, ch- it's 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 if you watch him, <laughs> you might him be most, right. He has to be. It's, you might be right. If you the Kevin Smith rest- stuff makes it feel like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like he's it's it's something that he's doing, man. It's like that. Like I'm gonna move to another place because I don't like the fucking United States, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna troll the shit out of people through these movies. <laughs> it's hard to watch. It's like
1: he's like gonna be in some biopic about like the inspector <laughs> or the detective like that was investigating the was it the. The murder of Tupac, yes, like and the, yes. or the Tupac Biggie yes. War, like he's a detective in there. It sounds, sounds like a that sounds like a guy, <laughs> like yeah.
0: a person. So
1: I'm kind of interested. <laughs> that in sounds That sounds like
0: a guy, and it also sounds like a movie that I might want to see. So I'm, I'm really nervous yeah. about yeah. this now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh Fucking God, Johnny
1: man. Depp's so yeah, I don't know, but that's my last bah humbug. Johnny We'll check in next year to yeah. see where where he's at still. But
0: you'll have a Depp report, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> an in
0: depth <laughs> yeah report. Oh.
1: oh! Um, We should have like a week, like a, like a, every episode we do, we should have a check in at the end. Yeah. This week's in depth report <laughs> yeah. Johnny Depp has been seen and announced that he's going to be in every fucking movie. Every yeah, fucking God damn it. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's it. Bahumbug 2016. Mm-hmm. Um,.
0: Next episodes, we'll be talking a little more positive, like John was saying. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some TV shows that yeah. we loved in cool. uh, in 2016, and then after that, we're gearing up for our big movies of the year episode. Oh. That, that TV my, episode, my just, favorite, it just buys us a little more time to see year. a few more films. Yeah. So,
1: okay, cool. So between now and then, though, we want to wish everybody a happy holidays. Absolutely, safe ha- safe holidays. Safe happy, safe happy <laughs> holidays also. <laughs> Um, but you can find us on moviesmovie.com, mm-hmm. moviesmovie at gmail.com if you have any episode ideas. And uh, as Ronald always says, we're everywhere um, mm-hmm. except for Spotify. Um, <laughs> right? We want to get there. We want to get there. We want to get there um, so bad. One day, one it day. It can happen, man. 2017, here we come. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you have time, please find us on iTunes and give us a rating, a star rating, a review. We'd really appreciate it. But um, as always, you've made our day. Thanks. safe happies safe happies (laughs)